Welcome to episode 11 of JK Not Really. We're back, baby. We are back. We are in theory better than ever. Yeah, it's been a while because we've been so busy to say the least. We, and this is not an exaggeration, have been two ships passing in the night since you visited me. Which was what in... August, right? September? For Labor Day weekend, which is like a month ago. Yeah. um, Every single weekend I've had plans. Like I had people visiting. I had places that we already planned to go to in Colorado. It's just been nonstop. Like a fun merry-go-round, but I finally need like a time just to relax. (laughs) Merry-go-round is like the perfect way to describe it. And you mentioned this when we were catching up, when your house starts to feel like a and b Like, it's just like this rotating door of like visitor after visitor. And there are those moments when you are like in the moment, it is fun. And like, you're happy that you're there. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but yes, that rotating, like open door. Like do the laundry, figure out your work schedule. Like who's picking up who from the airport. It's like, when it's back to back to back like that, it's exhausting. It is. And I mean, like, I think people see like from a different viewpoint because like, yeah, I'm taking off work to go hiking and everything, but also like I'm stressed because I want to take them to the best hiking spots. I want to take them to the best breweries. And then also like I'm taking off work too, which is stressful. It's just a lot. (laughs) Well, on social media, that's the thing. Like typically what you see is usually like the positive or at least for me, like when I'm posting on my social media, like if you were just to look at that, you would think that I'm just like stress-free and just living in the moment and whatever it is, like, what is it? Carpe diem. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. The what? Is that like, I think I might've messed that up. What is like, is it carpe diem? I don't, it's like French. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Maybe it's say you got it right. Maybe it's say Libby. I don't know. It's Italian or French where they're like living in the moment and everything's great. And in reality, like, yeah, those are pockets of time. I'm happy that you mentioned that because it is pockets of time. And like, you only post what you want others to see. So like, we're not going to post like how stressed we are, how like depressed we are, anxious we are. We're going to post like, I'm living my best life. I'm so fulfilled and I'm happy. Yeah, because I also like, when I go on social media, that's the type of stuff I see from other people. So inevitably I want to be posting stuff like that too. And I think like subconsciously we take that in that we need to be the best of the best. And I know we talked about this a little bit, such as we want to be the best workout person. We want to be the healthiest person we want to be. And like, we stick to like these like routines. And then once like we get off the routine, we like judge ourselves so hard for it. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about this where I feel like I'm either 100% this or I have to be 100% that. I'm either 100% clean eating, working out, healthy, not drinking alcohol, getting eight hours of sleep every night, like so regimented or I'm the opposite where I'm making all the plans and I'm going to new places and I'm experiencing new things. I'm not caring about what I eat or drink because I'm enjoying myself. 
I think in my brain, you have to pick one. Like that's the pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. No, I hear that. Or like, for me, it's so hard. Like once I get into that, like routine, it's hard to switch it then. So let's say I'm in like my workout, my clean eating routine. And then all of a sudden I'm going on vacation or I have visitors. It's so hard for me to like switch. Like, you know, what? I'm just going to eat what I want and be okay with that. I'm right. going to drink right. what I want and be okay with that. Right. And not, and, and that's the thing. It, it is the beating yourself up. Yeah. Because I don't want to care that you and I are eating five slices of pizza and binge watching reality TV, or we go out for a night in Nashville and we're having so much fun. I don't want to beat myself up because when I look back on those memories, I'm having the best time. Absolutely. Like it's worth it to do it instead of like, no, I need to stay on like my fit, healthy schedule because but, I, Oh, go ahead. I do think what did, what did we do when you were visiting that we made time to get that morning workout in? We did. So it's more about like incorporating the balance then instead of, I mean, nothing can be a hundred percent to be honest with you, but why do we like strive for that? I know because I remember we woke up and we were all kind of just like, I mean, we had drank the night before and we were, we weren't like really feeling it, but we were definitely like not bright eyed and bushy tailed. And we were all just kind of sitting around and I was just like, why don't we work out? Like we're going to feel better. Absolutely. I always do after a workout. And then we, I think that's what we needed to almost like give ourselves permission to let loose that night. Potentially, but why does it have to even come down to that then? Like give ourselves permission. No. Or like, even like when we are PMSing and everything, like you mentioned, like having this like mindset of just like, you deserve this. And then like beating yourself up after. Oh yeah. Like I want to eat that entire tub of ice cream when I'm PMSing and that's what I'm going to do. But in my brain afterward, I'm like, great. Now after your time in the month, you're going to have to work extra hard because you ate ice cream one night when in reality, the next day, it's not like I gained 10 pounds. No, I mean, that's impossible to do so. I know, but it is breaking through that narrative. Yeah, absolutely. That there needs to be a balance in your life. And that's something that I do struggle with because like, I know that routine is comfortable and you need that in your life, but also you need to give yourself some peace to knowing that everything can't be like a rigid schedule. Right. And I think it's so easy to say it's all about balance, but it is really difficult for me to incorporate that into my life sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, are you doing anything to be like more mindful of it or different like statements? I think some days I'm great at it and some days I'm not. Like, I I really think like for me, it genuinely depends on the day because when I am traveling a lot or when I do have a lot of visitors, I almost don't really have time to think about myself. Yeah. Until after everyone leaves. And then I'm usually like pretty bummed out. Got it. So it's working through that too. But I do think it's about like being realistic with your goals. I think that's like a big thing that I've learned over time. Like what you just said, 
it's impossible to be 100% everything. Yeah. Well, like for me, it's like, what are realistic goals that I can make for this week? Like on Friday, I want to open up that bottle of wine and I'm going to do that. But on Sunday, I'm going to go work out or I'm going to make sure I get a good night's sleep or X, Y, and Z. So I think it's just, that's my area too. It's finding a realistic balance. I like that. So finding a realistic balance and then potentially like more like self check-ins with yourself right. to see like how you are doing right throughout the week, which can be like so hard. Cause I know like both of our thresholds are so high just to be like the ultimate and to succeed and like a perfectionist ideology a little bit. And we just need to give ourselves some more credit that we can't do everything. And that's okay. No, a hundred percent. No, it's a process. I think, I think it's what you said too. I think it's all about giving yourselves grace, but not losing accountability at the same time, because I do think there's a value in holding yourself accountable, but realistically holding yourself accountable. Absolutely. And maybe also like, if you see yourself in this mindset of comparing yourself to everybody and like wanting to be like a hundred percent because of social media, then maybe like give yourself a break. Cause I notice once I'm off of it, I'm more in tune with myself and my needs. Yep. I know. I totally get it. And then that's also like, that goes into getting caught up in the monotony of it all. Yeah. Like it is so hard for me sometimes to remember to just enjoy the day-to-day because it's like work, sleep, repeat, work, sleep, repeat. You get home, you make dinner, you walk the dog, you watch an hour of TV, and then you go to bed and it's back to back to back to back to back. And then the weekend comes, which is also like my frustration with like weekends. And this is something Andrew and I talk about a lot. Like it is so dated that as a society, because of like farming hundreds of years ago or not, years ago I'm being dramatic but we decided all right everyone gets two days off and that's it but on Sunday you in that time like you go to church that's not really a day off and we just like ran with that yeah because two days is not enough because Friday isn't really a day like Friday Friday, like Friday isn't really like you're still working during the day on Friday oh yeah, I agree completely. Like for Fridays for me, I'm like exhausted once I get home. I don't want to do anything oh. just because of the workload. Yeah, it's, I mean, clinically stating, like we should have more than two days off of rest. Like I think New Zealand just incorporated that they're having only like four day work. Wait, it was somewhere, it was our New Zealand or it was probably like Finland because everyone's happy there. Oh yeah, I think Finland. One's like already established. They've been doing that for quite some time, <laughs> but yeah, we need more than just like two days to rest, but also like acknowledging not getting caught up in just like everyday life of work, sleep, eating, watching TV, working out. Right. And I've tried to like get better at rejecting the Sunday scaries and viewing Sundays as that is another day off. Like don't ruin this day thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. What I tend to do is I try to like incorporate like things that I can do for myself throughout the week. Like, um, 
Tuesdays or like Thursdays, I'll go and buy myself coffee instead of yeah. making it. And that's a little like treat myself like this is good. This is my Thursday coffee date that I get to have. And it's something to look forward to, honestly. For sure. And then I've also tried to, even though like some days I don't want to do it, like I tell myself, if you just get into work a little bit early and grade those papers or do some sort of training that you have to do, you're giving yourself more time on the weekends and that's less of a stress for you. Mm-hmm. No, so it, is, it is kind of looking at your, the time that you do have during the work week and really using it to your advantage that you're not taking away from your weekends. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so important. So not like procrastinating to the last minute. And then you have like the Sunday, like scaries, like you said, this like overriding doom that you're about to like do all this paperwork on Monday. Yes, exactly. And just enjoy it for another day. I completely agree. Um, Another thing that also helped me too, because sometimes like work is difficult, life is stressful, is that I, I know this sounds very cliche, but you're changing your mindset by just stating three positive things you're grateful for just for that day. And like, for me, it's like the fresh smell of coffee in the morning. It's looking at the sunrise. It's like Beyonce came on the radio and I'm just like, you know what? I love this song. A hundred percent. I say that to myself on the way to work all the time. Like if a good song, like sometimes it's like Blink-182 or like just a really good throwback. And I'm like, I don't care if it's six something in the morning, I'm cranking this up and like, I will not be in a bad mood today. Like I'm not accepting that negative energy. Try me. Absolutely. Cause once you accept it, that's what you're going to start being like drawn to that. It's the same exact thing. If I say, don't think about the color yellow, you're going to think about the sun. You're going to think about a banana. So such as you're just like, today's going to be really stressful. This today's going to suck. I have five meetings. Yeah. Today's going to suck times 10. Then you're already anticipating it. Yeah. You, it sounds so cliche and it does sound so silly, but like, I really am a big believer in the energy that you exert. Also, mm-hmm. other people are going to feel that around you, which is inevitably going to make you feel that way even more. And you are what you think you are. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. So like the, yeah, so there's like so many different things that you can do to not like get caught up in life. But also I think a big importance is also like taking a break too. Like I noticed for me, like on my lunch breaks, if I go outside and just take like a quick lap, that's such a, like a restart button for me. Oh, 100%. I mean, and I started doing that a lot when we were in like the height of COVID as a teacher, when we still didn't have any students, but they made teachers go into the buildings, but we literally couldn't socialize with each other. We had to be in our rooms all day. My classroom didn't have any windows. And I was really struggling. I I was like, this is not like teachers don't become teachers to be isolated that much. Like we thrive with that interaction. So I started doing what you just said on my lunch break. I would just go to the middle school track and just do like four laps and just a change of scenery or just getting outside little things like that really could make a big difference. Yeah. And like, I highly recommend like staying off your phone too, while you're giving yourself this break. 
Yeah, screen time is is rough. It is. Especially like, and I, this happens to me all the time. Like when I just get caught in the cycle of like real after real after real. And then all this time passes and I'm like, what did I even just do? I know. Like that was so unproductive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to get better with that. I need to start putting my phone away at a certain time every night and reading or doing something where I don't feel so, I, I genuinely feel gross. Like when I get stuck in like that cycle of reels and like a half hour or an hour passes, I'm like, you're never going to get those minutes back. It was such an utter waste. I know. And I feel like this is the conversation that we just had. Like we either have to be like a hundred percent, like healthy, no screen time, read a book, or we're like just scrolling for hours. And I think we just need to give ourselves, I keep on going back to this word grace. It's just like, okay. I just associated on my phone for a couple of hours or hopefully not a couple of hours, but 30 minutes. That's okay. Maybe I'm just really tired. Time to take care of myself instead of like beating ourselves up. We do that so much. We do. And I mean, like that's some negative punishment. And as a therapist, that never works. (laughs) It doesn't. I, and I know it doesn't logically. I always know. Yeah. It's almost like a bird's eye view of like watching myself when I'm experiencing those negative, intrusive thoughts or anxiety. Logically, I know that there's no reason for this, but it's so believable in that moment. And it feels so real that it's hard to break that sometimes. So maybe we just need to give ourselves some more like self-compassion then. Yeah. In all areas of life. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I can teach it, I can preach it, but I also need to, like, walk the walk as well. Because it's so hard to give yourself, like, self-compassion. Oh, I, this is when I feel like that imposter syndrome. Because I'm around, like, teenagers all day, right? And I'm telling them all these things and I'm trying to exhibit resilience and model resilience and model regulating emotions and telling them why it's good to regulate their emotions. And then sometimes I get home and I'm like, do you actually practice what you preach? Like there are those moments where I'm like, you just spent all day, you know, or even those moments of like working one-on-one with a student and it clicks for them and they start doing it and you see such an improvement. And it's like, wait, you need to follow your own advice. Absolutely. No, no, I get that. It's hard sometimes. I mean, I was even just talking to you about like inner confidence and loving yourself and it's okay not to be a hundred percent a health addict or a hundred percent just like not eating healthy and that's okay. There's a balance. And like, I'm about to go on vacation to Hawaii and I already see myself like planning out meals and workouts that I need to do to have like this perfect like beach body so I can get the perfect picture so I'm just like but that's not the concept of why I'm going on vacation though it's to enjoy my time off to read a good book to lay in the sand and I I hate that like that's the first thought that my mind goes to is how my body's going to look there oh and I feel that I mean I've talked about it in the past like 
that's my body dysmorphia. That's my eating disorder. Like that's, that is immediately where I go. As soon as I book a trip, as soon as I know I have a family party, as soon as I'm planning for outfits. And I think that's why I dread shopping so much that just clicked for me actually in this moment. I, I genuinely hate picking out dresses. I text my sister-in-law every single time. I'm like, just pick something for me. Just send me three options that you think would look flattering on me because I'm not going to think anything does. And I'm going to want to drown myself in like the ruching or the layers or something because in my brain, that's taking away from where I have my body dysmorphia. But in reality, it's actually making me look bigger than I am. So then when I look at the pictures, I hate them anyway. Oh, because it's like scrunched a little bit because of the ruffles. Fabric. I'm drowning in fabric in so many outfits that I picked for myself. Yeah. Because in my brain, it's, I need to hide. I need to conceal. I need to take attention away from this. Yep. But that's, that's where my mind goes every single time. And I, again, logically, I hate that. I know. But it's, it's so real. It's such a pressure from social media, from society, from myself. And it is what all the things that you just said. That's not why we travel. That's not why we go to the family parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that you're going to Hawaii. Thanks. Me too. Like, I'm so excited to go on the hikes and to try the food and just to see new places. But it's just like, I'm not going to lie. My first thought is just like, I really need to start working out. I can't like eat this stuff anymore. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm like, that's a sad thought that I had for myself. And like, I felt bad for myself. Moments of self-pity, man. I know. They'll get you. I know. I know. It is such. And and then it does go back to, I, I think it's like grounding yourself. Yeah, because I just put this together too. It's grounding yourself and like we are, I mean, the best way possible, like we are the center of our own universe. Like Casey thinks about Casey, Jack thinks about Jack. And when I post a picture, I think the world is constantly look at this picture and think about me all day and compare me when that's not the case at all. But I'm the one that's constantly going back to my posts and judging me. Same. But I never do that for anyone that I follow. No, not even celebrities. I never go back to their posts or I zoom in to see them. No, I'm just like, oh, that's cute. And then next one. Absolutely. And I I love how great they look. And I'll comment that they look great. And then I just move on. So why can't we do that for ourselves? (sighs) That is is what it will always come back to. Why is self-care and grounding ourselves and listening to our own advice so difficult. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever will, but I'm like always going to try, but I don't know at the core. And maybe it's not difficult for other people. Like maybe you are just the type of person that just posts the picture and it's out there and you genuinely don't care. And I envy you. My sister's like that. And if that's you, <laughs> envy her. That's yeah, and if that's you, then maybe we need to have you on the podcast because clearly I need help in that area. 
Well, I think secretly we're not secretly. I think we're yearning for that acceptance and that like little social like love group we want to fit in mentality. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, and I mean like we're constantly evolving. We're constantly learning about ourselves, and that's why I'm such a huge advocate for therapy. I'm. I mean, I'm a therapist. And I. I'm in my own therapy sessions and I'm learning so much about myself too. And like how much of a perfectionist I truly am. And I'm just like, wow, like I'm so hard on myself when I don't need to be. And I think that's such a misconception about therapists. Like, I mean, I, I used to think that, like, I used to think like, oh, if you're a therapist, you have it figured out and you don't need therapy or else why would you be a therapist? Like that is such a stereotype. It is. Until I really got close to a therapist, I didn't know that. Yeah. We all have our own struggles and like we're, none of us are perfect. So why can't we lean on someone else for support or encouragement? So I have to ask you, was it difficult or is it difficult being a therapist and almost like for lack of better terms, like a dose of your own medicine? Like, is that difficult? Is it typical? Did you ask? Difficult. Oh, difficult. Um, it's quite humorous because I really enjoy my therapist. So I highly suggest that if you're looking for someone, do the research, look at their credentials, look at their school. Um, and there are moments that she like really nails me and I get like really hot and I just want to leave. But that's when I know she's like working on my core insecurities. And I'm just like, this is needed to really just face myself. It's hard. But do you feel like it's working for you? Oh, absolutely. I 100% feel like it's working for me. And like, I went in there knowing like, okay, I just need to do this technique. I just have to do this. But there are so many underlying like different chords connecting to like past trauma that I didn't really realize that she was able to point out for me. Like she's seeing a whole different perspective when I talk about things that I can't see for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the power of it. Absolutely. It's just having someone else like look at yourself as a whole and pick out like nuggets of information and then putting it together. Yeah. I definitely, I already know that I want to start therapy soon. I think it's a great idea. I used to go to a counselor on a weekly basis, like all through elementary school, middle school, and high school. And I had great experiences with that. And I do think that made a huge difference to how I coped with like kind of the multiple divorces that I had to go through in my life. Yeah. But there's also a lot of unaddressed things in my adult life that I could really use insight on and really use a space for, but it's just about pulling that trigger for me. Like, I know I need it. I know I want it, but it's something about like actually setting up the appointment that I'm still kind of like working through right now. It's scary because you know, once you set this appointment, you're about to do really hard work. Right. Yeah. And we don't like that sometimes. We just want to go in and talk about our day, but then we're not going to make any changes. Right. And it is about, like for me, and if you know me, 
I always look like I have it together. I always have a smile on my face. I'm such an optimist by nature, but actually like I can be very emotional and I'm so empathetic to a thought, like to a fault I'm in that there are days where I'm like not that person. And I think I'm a little terrified of really letting that side of me out more, but I know that it could probably be so powerful. It's so freeing because you're not masking anything or hiding anymore. Yes, I know. Yeah. I highly suggest it. And also like last note with this, um, don't feel obligated to stick with a therapist. If you feel like it's not a good match, you need to find someone that you feel comfortable with, that you feel um, someone can validate you and that someone can push you. So you kind of recommend almost like, bouncing around if you feel like you meet like just follow your instincts with it I guess absolutely like follow your gut with it too if your gut's telling you this isn't a good fit then go meet someone else and honestly you're doing yourself and the therapist a favor by doing that that's a good tip yeah and then I think like another topic that I really want to bring up in that like when I do like self-reflecting and we talk about that negative narrative and that self-doubt and we need to be more compassionate. My friend actually reposted this reel on Instagram and she just started, like she took a huge risk this year and started her own like wedding content creator business. Awesome. I know. Shout out Digitals by Delaney. Gotta give her a shout out because that was huge for her. She'd always like had a passion for it, but she never really, I don't know, maybe she didn't believe in herself, but she did it. Now she, she's thriving. Like she's gone viral. She has so much success. Oh, good for her. But like, they're right. But there was like, definitely some awkward, like growing pains in the process. Like I remember her talking about the first TikTok she posted that was kind of fitting like a TikTok trend and how she felt so cringy. And she was kind of like, just afraid to post it. But now she's seeing so much success with this she posted this reel and I saw it and I was like oh my gosh that's Casey and I and it was of different videos of you doing different things like one was like a girl taking a video of herself working out and it was like the ones judging you in the gym right now for taking this video the next one was the ones talking behind your back about you starting your own business and it was all these things about how people see you taking risks as like, oh, she must be going through like a midlife crisis or, oh, she must be really miserable with her job for her to be starting this or, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's actually recording herself in the gym. She must be so conceited. But then the narrative switched to what are those people doing with their dreams? Mm, I like that. Like, what are you doing with your time to fulfill your goals and your dreams? Mm -hmm. Because you're not doing anything for yourself if you're constantly judging others. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I just thought of us, like we spent like about a year and a half talking about starting a podcast, doing like fake, like practice recordings and oh, we should really do it. And oh, but maybe we shouldn't. Ah, no one even listened to us, but we should just do it anyway. Going back and forth. I mean, honestly, like 
to this day, like whenever we post like content on media, like I have like this irrational thought of just like, why are we even doing this? Nobody even likes us. Nobody's even listening to us. Like, and I'm just like, why? We're doing this for us though, because it's fulfilling for us. Yes, and it's fun and it brings us joy. And like, we get excited when we do get one person vote on our Instagram poll. poll. Like, I don't care. Like, this is something that we talked about doing and then we put our money where our mouth was and we did it. Absolutely, because why not? We need to be true to ourselves and do what makes us happy. And if there's individuals that are going to be negative, then we really don't need them in our lives. Like such as if you're posting a fun TikTok and you see girls making fun of you, do you really want those girls a part of your group or to be liking your TikToks then? Right. And it's all you talked about. It's just exactly. And if you're, and if you are making fun of me, that just says way more about you than it does about what I'm doing. Absolutely. Like if you have a dream, if you have a goal, I think you and I are ones that could actually have a seat at this table now where it's like, do it. Like, do not for a second hesitate just because you're afraid of what other people are going to say. Okay. So speaking of that, I need to remind myself, like when I'm taking a photo, just post it. Cause it's for me. Why do we care what other people think or what they're going to say? That was a very unintended full circle moment. It was. So mic drop with that one. <laughs> yes. And that is where we are going to leave it. We're going to like keep chasing this dream. We're going to deal with the months that we can't meet up and the months that we can a million times. And if you have been listening or is your first time, thank you for your patience with us and not giving up on us. Staying with us. We appreciate you. And we have a big episode uh, for next time. And it want to give you a trigger warning that we are going to talk about some generational trauma, go into some more psychoeducation and just like be really vulnerable with you guys and share our experiences. For, yeah, number one, because you guys voiced that topic was something that you wanted us to dive into. And number two, you deserve that from us. Absolutely. So stay tuned because that is going to be actually our last episode topic of season one. It is. We're ending with a bang in true Jack and Keith fashion. Always. So thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye.